Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Ashton. Where is he? He's got the block. He's flipping blocked himself, hasn't he? Yeah, it's all my fault. Yeah? Because I made uh, us record the day early and then he got sick. Right, but there's early. a chance that he also might may have been not... sick normally yeah, normal on a normal day as well. recording day. But uh, Peter Austin does have the plops. He does we have hope the plops. he feels better soon. Yes. Uh, this is actual plops, not holiday plops. No. You, however, are about to get holiday plops because it's Wednesday at the time of recording. Yeah. And you're on a half day and then you're going to catch a flight. I'm going to catch a flight. Yeah. And I'm stressed. And my tummy hurts. We were just talking about this. <laughs> you, your tummy hurts because you've got. You just have, feel like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah, I just have anxiety and that makes my tummy hurt more. Right. And okay. I also had um, a chicken burger for tea last night. Well, see, which know, is probably that, what's mainly making my tummy make hurt. make your tummy but... hurt, but there's also the butterflies that's not caused yeah, yeah, by chicken yeah. burgers. It's like the excitement and the anxiety. That yeah. It's basically just one too many emotion for my bowels to handle. Right. That's, you know, what's going on. It's there. a really, it's a tough time. They're so irritated all the time. I can't wait to hear the stories from when you get back from your all-inclusive holiday <laughs> and, and just what your body has rejected because it's going to be a lot I know isn't it? it's going to be so much I'm going to be like and then I had a slice of toast the next morning and I, I, know, I was violently I unwell. almost pooed in the pool that's what's going to be uh, but <laughs> how many days did Ashton spend inside yeah exactly in how many times did I have to rush from the pool to the bedroom to use the toilet it will <laughs> be a lot I can't wait are you going to be you're going to be back in time for next week's podcast yes I will get back at 2 a.m next Thursday morning. Really? Be here for nine. Oh my God. And I'm going to record a podcast on what will probably be about six hours sleep. You're going to be on top form. Yeah, baby. Um, and you're also going to be recording an After Dark that day as well. Yeah. So that's going to be particularly unhinged. It's be good. So make sure you support us on Patreon, which yeah. I'll talk about in a minute. Um, mm. Each and every week, we are sponsored by a very real uh, video game adjacent sponsor. Helps us keep the lights on here. I've remembered this time. Do we see Dad Island 2, the spider, or is he still next door? He's still in my toilet, I think. He was briefly joined was by mates. about three others, and now I think there's just the one in there again. Okay. So he's still in there, I think. It's just some fluff on the floor there. I thought yeah. that might be spindly legs. Mm. Uh, I've got the ad read this week. Oh, yes. Here we go. Yeah. Prepare yourselves. I'm ready. To celebrate the release of Exo Primal, which is out now, I believe, yeah. uh, the beloved BBC documentary is making a comeback, presented by Kenneth Branachiosaurus. Ooh. And return. Yep, yeah, I'll do it again. Presented by Kenneth Branachiosaurus. Yeah. 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 And returning to screens on Saturday night at 5.30 p.m., it's Walking with AI-nosaurs. Wow. Mm. Wow. You want to think about it? It's a thinker. 
Or is a thinker. I've see. Walking I've never with dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Because the dinosaurs because are exoprimal uh, robots. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Most of them, right? I think. I don't know. Are they? The AI is dropping them into the situation. Right. So technically, they are AI dinosaurs. AI dinosaurs. AI dinosaurs. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. You, you, you were about to say you've never seen Walking with Dinosaurs. Yes. It did air in the late nineties. Yeah, and I was born in the late nineties. Yeah, you so, were, weren't you? Yeah, um, this is, I mean, if Peter were here, if Peter were here, it would have gone down. It would have been an absolute success. Peter would have gone very good. He would have gone. Oh, I loved that said. show. That's what he would have said. He still watches it every week. Yeah, he probably. watches it all the time. So, hopefully, you liked it. Yeah, did you like it? Because it's not real. It's not. We're oh. not sponsored by Walking with AI dinosaurs. Unfortunately, with who? Kenneth. Kenneth. Brana Kiosaurus. He did do the. I did. I didn't realize he did the narration. I did not He's know that. Famous actor man Kenneth Branagh. Anyway, uh, that's not real. We are of course sponsored by wonderful patrons over at patreoncom forward slash Team Triple Jump. And if you support us over there, you can submit questions to this podcast. There's loads of other flipping tiers available and rewards available, including access to our fortnightly After Dark podcast, which is pretty. Weird. Mm. Uh, we talk about everything that isn't gaming, and we can swear. And uh, we've got some other stuff in the works as well. So keep an eye on the Patreon. Thank you to all of it's our getting patrons exciting. who are supporting us over there. Just like it's green. That's it's you. Green. This is me. Oh, flipping heck! I wasn't prepared for this at all. It's right, Peter. Where's no, Peter? It's I was goddamn Peter Peter's just... fault. Uh... Oh, Christopher Ridge. Thank you, Christopher. He says, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, Realms of Ruin, celebrated an open beta this past weekend. Even if it isn't the type of game that interests you, what are your thoughts on open betas in general? Are they glorified venues for developers to get free Q&A from players? Or can they be... <laughs> Q&A, that's not it. Free QA from players. Or can they be public at crucifixions for players to openly mock early builds of games? Or are they just exciting marketing tools to hype up players before an official release? Best wishes, Bab, Chris. Thank, Thank you, Chris. Chris. I have a, a small question before we do this. Yeah. How many subtitles do you think is too many subtitles? I think th two. Yeah. Because it, it's Warhammer, colon, Age of Sigma, hyphen, hyphen Realms Realm of, of Ruin, Ruin, Yeah. dash. Dash. Full stop. Bear in the big blue house. Yeah. Three. You think Three. There's yeah, I think yeah, they made three of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's main title then, and mm. then I reckon I reckon like two subtitles is probably max. Have there been any other games that have two subtitles? There was one a little while ago that I think was like a, a JRPG type game that had was about a honky four. Star I don't think it was a honky star, but it had about like four subtitles. It just kept going. I remember because I was re doing a list or something about it, or it was in one of my uh, monthly roundups, and mm. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of this subtitles. This is absurd. The, yeah, no, I'm not. Unfortunately, Warhammer: Age of Sigma of ruin is is not necessarily one for me or mm. i imagine for you no. i've not i'm not actually familiar with the game well, at all but that is a lot of subtitles strategy game okay so it's a james jenkins game it's definitely a james, james, james jenkins game but if jenkins you were on game. the beta we hope you enjoyed it so i think that i mean it depends on the game mm. but for games like this where they have an online multiplayer element i think them like the biggest kind of draw for companies to do it is to test whether their servers and their game can actually handle many players playing it yes because it's all well and good being like well we've got a hundred qa testers and they're all you know testing different bits at different times but until you get like the influx of your player base at any given time you're not going to know whether it's going to run it or not mm -hmm. you can't just like open up a game and be like well maybe maybe it'll run we've only ever had a hundred people on the server at any given time mm -hmm. and now we're going to add a, a couple thousand to that so sure she'll be fine that's yeah. kind of ultimately what 
multi on especially online games that's where i always think that that's what they're testing because surely you know that's quite an important thing to test but i do i don't think it takes jobs away from qa testers because as much as you can submit a bug report if you encounter one there's not going to be that many people who'll be like oh i found this glitch in this specific area let me tell someone about this they'll mm. just kind of move on with their life unless in it's a game all of the glitch. betas that i've ever been involved in mm. i have never once submitted a bug report no never ever 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 no even when the intent wasn't just to stress test the servers because game because gamers are lazy i just want to play it. i know they just want to play their I game just want to play the which game. is fair enough because that you don't you know you you paid or you tried to pay to play this so why would you do work for them for free you I'm know um I, I don't think maybe it's an, a, an exciting marketing tool as well to get people to give a little taste of the game mm -hmm. unless your game is full of bugs and broken in which case it is a bad thing to do yeah yeah i agree i think um even even when you're right a lot of the open betas or betas these betas. days are uh, are largely distressed test servers. Mm. And then in almost all cases, the game's release and the servers are broken at launch anyway. So yeah. it's like, why did you do that? It mm -hmm. was literally just a public demo. I remember <laughs> back in the PS3 and 360 era, betas were like really exciting mm. because that was the first proper console generation where access to the internet and online storefronts were were, were available to everyone mm -hmm. and i know you, know you had the you had the dreamcast and you had flipping the original xbox the ps2 had some online functionality as well but like for every like as a standard built-in part of the flipping system that was uh that was that generation and so being told hey resistance 2's coming out in like six months if uh, if you sign up on their website, you might be able to play the multiplayer like for oh, an entire week now. Mm. It's like yes, absolutely. That's because then I can like lord it over all my friends. Like oh, I've played Resistance 2's multiplayer. Uh, don't even worry about it. And you used to be able to. Um, a lot of times, it was locked behind pre-ordering the game. You would get access to mm -hmm. like the open beta or whatever, or the closed beta. Um, and in the in those early days, you used to be able to pre-order because I did this pre-order from Amazon, get the code for the beta, and then cancel your pre-order. <gasps> Very naughty. Uh, but you could do that, and I used to theft. do that. It is theft. I think Jeff's been okay though. If anything, he's done he's done better. Yeah, I think me. you know. I don't think he's necessarily taken a hit from you. Thieving. I think he. I think he's yeah. He'll be all right. He's fine. Yeah. But I don't think, at least for me, it doesn't carry the same luster that it once did. Like mm. the appeal of open beaters and closed beaters aren't nearly as exciting anymore. If it's a game that I'm interested in, that's that they're like, hey, open beta this weekend, come give it a go. Then, yeah, it's part stress test, I suppose. It's going to give useful data to the devs for sure. Mm. But it is ultimately just... Uh, just an advertising opportunity. You know? Yeah. Like 100%. it's a public demo. Like, hey, come come try out this game. I remember Destiny was one I was really excited for, the first Destiny. And I played the I got in the closed beta for that. And I was like, this is um this is the beta. This is unbelievable how polished this is. Mm. And then I played it again on the open beta and I was like, ah, it's the same map. Mm -hmm. It's the exactly the same. And then the full game came out. And I came to the realization that, oh, that was literally all just marketing. Yeah. I just played the same thing three times. Yeah. Um, as, as 
much as you want, you know, a, a beta to, to be the most polished experience possible so you can enjoy it and yeah. so that, you know, you can go away and... and Get a proper experience of the game. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, that was the first time I... I think that might have been when my enjoyment and excitement for betas generally fizzled out because I was like, ah, that was just... I just played the game. Mm -hmm. That was just the game. I didn't feel like I was getting a sneak peek at anything necessarily or, yeah. or like... Uh, wow imagine what it's going to be like when they finish the game because that's was genuinely my yeah. thought process i was playing it like a year out and i was like imagine what it's going to be like when it's finished and then it was identical yeah it was the I'm same like, oh thing. man that's a shame uh, i don't imagine that most betas are ever released in a in in a bad enough state by developers or publishers where there can be a public crucifixion i'm sure there has been some but I, I doubt it'd be like a broken way. It'd probably just be like it, the game is either not what was promised or it's just not the same thing that players wanted. More than it would be like, oh, it's so buggy and broken. Because I just mm. feel like if it's that buggy and broken, they'll just like push the beta back or like. Yeah, exactly. Because normally they when they, when people announce betas and stuff, normally it's like now or next week. Mm -hmm. Sign up now for next week. It's never like sign up now for six months time. Well, not yeah. never, but it's very rarely like sign up now for six months time because normally it's this bit of the game is as polished as it can be mm -hmm. you can play it uh and normally the only backlash they get from that is this game is not what you promised and it is bad bad game bad game. hashtag dead game i think most of the instances where that could be possible is uh where they get players in and have them sign ndas so yes. they can't share anything or talk about yeah. it because that's that you know that, that stuff happens with pretty much every game that gets a beta is there will be a, a closed a, a closed offset there'll be like a private closed off one and they might do another one that they mm. call closed because it's not open to everyone but you can stream it and you can yeah you know capture footage and stuff like that where it exists in this kind of state where it can be you know raked across the coals probably under heavy embargoes and NDAs and you you won't hear about it. And that's that's mm -hmm. the whole purpose of that. That's the sort of beta that I want to be taking part in. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this you is exciting. extra special. Well, yeah, you, not only do you feel like really flipping cool because you're getting super early access, but also I just think it'd be really interesting to see, mm. you know, Call of Duty wouldn't do this because they have internal QA for this very purpose. But like seeing Call of Duty, but it's just like, all the maps are untextured and yeah. stuff like that. Would be fascinating. It says "gun" instead of yeah, an exactly, gun. and it goes pew pew whenever you shoot it. Yeah, um, I yeah, you're right. It probably has happened in the past, but largely it'll be because it wasn't promised mm -hmm. or it's just not working. I'm much more inclined to give a demo a go than an open beta. Mm -hmm. Like, I, if I see open beta, I'm like, mm, I'm not really bothered. I'll just wait for the game to come out, and or yeah. I'll just see what people say about it. But if it's a demo. I'm more like I don't know if it's just like the connotations of it more. I'm like, mm. I'll give it a go because normally it's demos a like, experience. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when I recently having played the Pikmin demo, like that was like an hour and a half of like story that I then won't have to play again when I actually play the game because it will carry over. Whereas an open beta, like normally you just play it and then you're going to have to play that same section again when you play the game yeah. in real life. So. Big fan of demos letting you continue where you started. Yeah. Uh, big fan of that mass effect 2 did that brilliantly mm. when it finally came to ps3 let you create your character and play like a tiny bit of prologue and then in fact actually i don't think maybe the demo i'm getting completely off track here maybe the demo didn't even let you play anything i think it let you create your character mm -hmm. and then it gave you a string of like code that you could note down which were all the different like options that you would picked and then when you got the full game you could just enter that code and it would immediately have your your character there because it would be all the choices you've made and i was like that's brilliant <laughs> i love it 
Um, but yeah, the betas are for online games, and I find myself playing online games less and less, mm-hmm. or fewer and fewer. Yes. Um, and if it's a game that is, if it's like, for example, hey, Call of Duty's doing this new Warzone thing. They've got an open beta this weekend, and me and my friends are like, ah, it's like four player. Let's all hop in and give it a go. Then maybe. But again, that's basically a demo. Isn't yes. It? It's yeah. Basically exactly. a demo. Exactly. It's time to move on to a section we've never done before, and I bet Peter Plopstin is feeling pretty flipping ploppy. Yeah, because it was his idea, and he was really, really excited to present it to everyone. So (laughs) I guess we're just going to have to do it for it. Um, uh, He says that he wanted it to be called What We Play In. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about the games what we have been playing. Um, Billy Ray Warris, what have you been playing today? Oh, okay. Interesting. He said that... um, it's none of our business, which yeah. I think is kind of rude, considering that he sits there every single week. Yeah, and doesn't say a single thing. He's been on every single podcast. What does he podcast. even add? Nothing. We've Nothing. all missed podcasts. This guy, he's been on every single podcast. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't even want to contribute the one time we ask him to. That's very yeah, rude. Yeah, so rude. Uh, I would normally ask uh, Peter what he's playing, but, you know. He's not here. He's got so pops. I can tell you what I've been playing. What have you been like. playing? I have been playing a few things. I finished Hellblade, Senna was Sacrifice. How did you find that? Really good. Okay. That game's great. Uh, the I end, like, boss fight has fantastic music like really really like cinematic and like atmospheric in terms of the music it gives you mm-hmm. um the story is really interesting and i'm really excited for the second one now um having seen the like kind of bit of gameplay footage we've seen of the first well the of the second game um i'm intrigued by it because it looks different to how um the first game played but then again i suppose maybe it's just bumped up a scoosh and it's kind of a bit bigger but Mm -hmm. because it's very linear um and kind of like enclosed a lot of time like you're in like a corridor but it's like you know slightly wider corridor so you can't really tell Mm -hmm. but um yeah i think it's great i there's some spooky bits in it some spooky bits for sure you've been playing it with headphones on i have yeah Mm -hmm. and i would definitely recommend it like that's how you should play it because the kind of binaural stuff they've got going on with all the voices is is great. Uh, fully yeah. recommend that game. What are the puzzles like? Because I feel like that I want to experience the game, but also it's the I feel like it's the kind of game that I kind of just want to fly through. To and be honest, if I get stopped at a puzzle, I might give up on it. The puzzles really aren't that hard. Like it's mo- mainly just like um, perception puzzles. Like you'll be given a rune mm. to open a door. And you're in like a small space and you have to just find that rune normally in like wooden beams that have like fallen. Oh, okay. So you just have to angle yourself. That's pretty much the only puzzles that there are. And then there might be a few of those like in different areas. But I don't really feel like they're like proper puzzly. Okay. And most of the time it's very obvious what you have to do because there's not really much else you can do. So it's normally like light this brazier and it will come up with a shadow of the rune that you need because you've lit up the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did have to Google it one time because if you die like seven times, uh, you die in real life. Um, oh, no. And you have to like basically, I think you probably restart the chapter again, but it basically says that that'll be the end of Senua's journey. But um, I was stuck on this bit where I just kept dying because I, I was getting killed by a dark darkness monster. Mm. And I Googled it and it turns out I just had to go the other way. But uh, I hadn't I hadn't seen that. So I was right, like, oh, I don't okay. understand what I'm supposed to do. But most of the time I didn't have any issues with it. And I figured it out on my own 
but that bit stumped me. So, mm. but I really, re- I've really okay. enjoyed it, and I fully recommend. If you've got Game Pass or if you've already got it on like Steam or PlayStation or whatever, I mm-hmm. fully recommend giving it a go cool. before the first one. Um, next one, sorry. Uh, I played a bit more Minecraft. That almost ended up my relationship this weekend. Um, <laughs> we're playing a mod cup, a mod pack called Vault Hunters, and mm-hmm. you go into like these vaults, and if you die in the vault, you have to get your friends like soul and carry it out with you but if you both die you potentially lose all your stuff um right and this stuff that we'd been gathering over the course of like probably about 20 or 30 hours at this point and ben died Mm -hmm. and and i said i haven't got time i've got a time limit to get out of the vault i haven't got time to go back and get you he said no 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 you have you have you have he forced me to go back and get him and then i died in the vault and i and i was like throttling him i was like how dare you do this to me so did Uh, you lose all your stuff luckily Mm -hmm. i had a bunch of stuff that was soul bound so it stayed with me and i didn't lose all my stuff but i was filled with rage like genuine anger um And then I played some more Planet Zoo, which I'm a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. And I've also started this week the Talos Principle. Ooh, Um, more puzzles. More puzzles. Because I've been playing Dishonored 2, but I knew I wasn't going to have time to like properly sink my teeth into it because I'm going away. So I was like, I want just something that I can just dip in and out of for a few days. So I gave the Talos Principle a go and I've been really enjoying it. There's a few puzzles I keep getting stuck on, but then I go and do the other ones and I come back and I normally like figure out what it is I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's interesting game this obviously the second one was announced at the devolver showcase and i think also during one of the other showcases as well so yeah i'm giving that a go and i'm enjoying it mm. excellent it's a few more puzzles what have you been playing ben well i'm currently moving house um, yes very slowly over the course of this month mm-hmm. basically so little bits and pieces are being ferried across town and uh, i have spent basically the last three days in a row painting rooms. Yeah. I'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) and I have not really had a great deal of time to play games because I've just been... Busy doing adult stuff like Peter Austin always is. Yes, flipping is boring, man. I'm like, I'm so tired and I ache everywhere. (laughs) Uh, But I did still find some time to play games and I've played a couple of them, played some more Diablo 4. That is a again just still such a great brain dead game to play and Mm -hmm. just murder things and get loads of loot and stuff uh played a little bit more final fantasy 16 as well until basically i could feel my eyelids just starting to close and i was like okay it's time for diablo now because i I cannot concentrate on what's happening i'm still really enjoying that um and i just i just want to say again thank god for the active time law mechanic they've got in that game where if you pause it during a cutscene and press the touchpad, it brings up little bubbles of all the relevant lore to that cutscene. That's so good. So it'll show like I'm like, wait, what's the he's gone he's gone a Catholic. What the hell does that mean? And then I'll press it. And I know that they they'll explain what it is or I've forgotten what a Catholic is. Mm. And then it'll say, Oh, this is what this is. And you click on it's like who's this guy again? And I press it and I'm like, ah, there he is. And uh, what who's this guy affiliated with? And it'll say, oh, there's this kingdom and this kingdom. So I can always keep refreshing what the hell's mm. going on. It's like, imagine watching Game of Thrones with like a law Bible that, yeah. you could, that was just relevant to each scene. It feels You'd be very like, oh, smart. thank God for that. Because games like that are so jam-packed full of law. Oh, yeah. And like this, it's so easy to miss stuff if you just like, don't read a newspaper and or 
don't quite pay attention for the entirety of a conversation, mm-hmm. which I never do. Yeah. So it, yeah, that make, it makes sense and it sounds very... I hope more things kind of take inspiration from that. Me too. Me too. I mean, some might criticize it and say, well, that just sounds like the game's too complicated. But I think well, it's yeah. the next step up from having subtitles turned on all the time because that's the only way you yeah. can hear things is yeah. by reading them. And yeah. like, especially when you're playing a game, I feel, or watching like a fantasy show or something and they've got their own terminology. You're like, wait, what is it that they're saying? Mm-hmm. And then you can see it written down, like, right, okay, now I now I can actually understand it. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's said with an accent or something and you're not really sure what they're doing. So still enjoying Final Fantasy 16. That'll probably be one I play less and less often over the next couple of weeks while the move is still ongoing. Um, but uh, Diablo 4 will definitely continue. I bought in the sale Suicide Guy Sleeping Deep- Deeply is what it's called. Uh, some of you may be familiar with this. I thought it was just going to be like a pretty brainless side scroller. I'm saying brainless a lot of things because I'm feeling pretty brainless today. <laughs> um, I thought it was going to be like a really simple side scroller. I know nothing about the Suicide Guy series of games. Um, um, and I bought it because it was less than a pound mm. and also because it had very easy trophies. And so I thought. Well, I'll stick this on. I won't even look at a guide. I'll just muck about until I get a load of trophies and then I'll look up the rest. And it's not a side-scroller at all. It presented me with the first level. It's first person and I was enclosed in this sort of waterfall environment. There's a big uh, like tentacle monster that's missing its eye Mm. and there's a boulder and a gigantic eyeball on the floor and you can walk into it and push them around. It's got like really floaty crap uh, platforming and jumping and there was a crane and like I picked up the the boulder with the crane and I moved it over and I dropped it on like a catapult that was opposite the tentacle thing. And I thought, well, maybe if I fire that, the boulder will go in its eye socket that's empty at the moment. Mm. And like maybe that'll make it cross and it'll go away. And I did that. And then it just bounced off its face. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, that's clearly not it. I'll try again yeah. with the so that I platformed my way back down from the catapult when I had to move the eyeball over into the right place so I could rotate the flipping, what's it called, the 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 crane. And then I lifted it up with the crane, moved it over. And then I saw that the catapult was still up. So I had to then get off and then platform mm. back up and mm-hmm. lower it back down. And then I went back to the crane and I let go of the eyeball and it bounced off the side of the catapult. And then I turned it off because I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't that's be. that's enough of that. I cannot be bothered. I'm too tired. Good. Maybe another day I'll Maybe come back to it. Maybe another day. But I know, actually, I think I did just delete it from the console as well because I was like, this is stupid. It was less than a pound. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all I've been playing. Uh, do you think you'll be playing anything when you're on holiday? Are you taking anything? I am you? taking. We're taking the Switch, mm-hmm. and I've got my DS. So I'll play some more Professor Layton, probably. Nice. I'm also going to attempt to read our book. No. Yeah. I've no. bought a book. What book? I bought. It's called A Court of Swords and Roses. Okay. Fantasy. Uh, fantasy. Okay. Someone recommended it to me because I said, I want to be the girl on holiday who's like cool by the pool reading a book. Nice. And someone nice. said, read this. So I'm going to try and read it. And I've made the goal to finish it before I turn 26, which is next year. So I'm oh my God. <laughs> God. How big is this book? It's only like 420 pages, but I know that I'm going to be... 420 pages? Yeah, baby. I know I'm going <laughs> to be um, engrossed in this book for like probably two days yeah. and I'm going to get bored of reading Professor and I'm Layton never going to read ever again. The and then next year I'm going to be like, like oh best finish that book before i turn 26 yeah so okay so that's yeah. your that's your goal that's my goal what's the book about do you know anything about it no 
I Any just, romance in it? I think maybe. Someone okay. said it was a bit sexy. Well, that was the whole point of books, isn't it? Yeah. That's why I exclusively read books about the games industry yeah. because I find them irresistible. Yeah, they basically, are so hot. Like porn. I did want to talk about something else, though. Go on. But I'd like to talk about it in Review Corner. Ooh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Review Corner. I'm Ben and Ashton's here too. It's yeah. us still. We're I'm still, still here. here. Yeah. Um, you have been playing a brand new Switch exclusive, Ashton. I have. Tell it's me about it. Everybody want to switch. Everybody switch. Everybody want to switch. Everybody want to switch. It's the new, the sequel yes. to the hit launch title mm-hmm. slash tech demo. One to switch. Interesting that it's got a prefix instead of a suffix for the sequel. Yeah, it's because it's because right. I googled it, and this game is is legally distinct in terms of like everything because they didn't want to limit people buying one to switch. So they oh, were like, okay. they've made it basically like totally different. Should I tell you a bit about this? Yes, please do. Tell me what, what's the so, general gist. It's a party it's game. It's a party game. In the first version of the game, you could use just the two Joy-Cons from your, your Switch. Mm-hmm. And you can either play like a board game type thing where you're against another team and every, every game has like one player on each team. You do a mini game. If you win the mini game, you get to move forward. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This game does have those kind of like party game aspects. However, it's more of like you play for 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes kind of vibe. So you can like pick how long you want to play as or play for. Mm-hmm. And there's two ways of playing it. You can play with eight players, all of whom have to have their own Joy-Con. So I don't know anyone who has eight Joy-Cons. Right, no, me neither. I have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, most I people have two. Have two. Maybe a, like a Switch Pro controller, but that's not going to work. So don't okay. bother using that. So you you probably need a couple of pals to come around and all bring their Switches to get the eight Joy-Cons that you require. Mm-hmm. Or alternatively, you can play up to 100 people wow. if you all have smartphones. Uh, 100 people in the same place? I assume so, yeah. That's insane. Absolutely insane. So if you just have a regular amount of friends over, you yeah. could all just use your smartphones. You could all use a bit like Jackbox. You That's scan great. a QR that, code. All party games should do that. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, it's hosted by MC Horace, who is a man <laughs> who wears a horse head. That's, That's his name, yeah. Um, and I want to tell you about some of the games, okay. right? So we gave a few ago. You played with me. Yes. Um, and we played Color Shoot, which is a mobile phone only game because we only had two Joy-Cons so we were playing the phone games. Mm-hmm. Um, color Shoot is where they show you a color and you have like, I think, 45 seconds to run around and try and take a picture of something with that color. Yeah. Imagine 100 people doing that. Yeah. Um, with like five, it was already chaotic enough. Mm-hmm. But so there's that one. And then we also played, we played like for 20 minutes and I think we only ended up actually playing like two games when we were actually yeah, doing it. Yeah, played it. us... Uh, Colour Shoot played twice. Play the same one again, yeah. And we also played a game called UFOs, which you can play with the Joy-Con, where it's a team game and there's two U- there's like UFOs coming out of a spaceship and they're doing weird things with their arms and you have to mimic them to like try and make them feel welcome. So they're like putting their arms in the air or down low mm. and you have to do that. Right. But there's... So there's a bunch of games you can play on with just Joy-Cons, which are called Balloons, where you pump up a balloon. Yeah, yeah. Hip Bump, where you hip bump someone else. Cool. Relay race, a bit like the original game where you had to run and like get the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samurai Sword, that. which again, a bit like the original game. Mm-hmm. And Joy-Con Hide and Seek, which honestly, I was most excited for because that reminded me of the Wii game that I used to have, where you used to have Wii controller hide and seek, where you hide the Joy-Con, it'll buzz or it'll make noises. Mm-hmm. You, everyone has to find the Joy-Cons that you've hidden. Uh, okay. Um, on the phone, as phone-only exclusives, there's Bingo. Mm-hmm. There's Ice Cream Parlor. Okay. Uh, 
uh, from what I could see, you like scoop, because I didn't get to play all these games. You scoop the ice cream and you have to make notes of orders on your phone. It's basically like working in an ice cream shop. Okay. Color Sounds shoot. a bit too much like working yeah, in an ice cream a shop. a little bit. Color yeah. shoot, which we played, and auction where you have to bid on things. And it's not just like you put your, you paddle up, you have to like type in how much money you want to bid and that kind of thing. Okay. Then for both, you can play statues, which is a bit like, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Right. You know, uh, quiz show. So you're going to do a quiz. Mm-hmm. Ninjas. I yeah. don't really know what how, how that one plays. Okay. UFOs, which we've played. Yep. Jump rope, which is jump rope. So you just jump with the Joy-Con or you, I assume someone does the rope mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Squats. But you do squats. Yes. Kitchen timer. Okay. Uh, which I didn't get to play, so I do not know how that one plays, but it's Sounds called fan- kitchen maybe timer. It's just a, maybe it's just a timer. And then musical chairs right. is the last game. So those are all the games you can play. So there's a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that you can get into. The game costs £25 and it's not reviewed particularly well because, I mean, it's fine for a party game, yeah. but I do wonder like if it's almost not enough. You know, mm-hmm. with Jackbox games, there's like all these legally distinct things. There's like different things for different people. You yeah. know, if you if you don't want to be funny, there's other games you can play. This all seems very much like very similar things. I mean, you can sit down and play bingo for like 20 minutes on your phone if you fancy. You can also play it on your own if you want to do quiz time or bingo on your lonesome. Yeah. I like the fact you can use your phones. I think that's a fantastic yeah, that addition to the, the game series. Um, I think it's ridiculous to expect people to have eight Joy-Cons. The first game only required two. And I know that it's a different game and they've humped some things up. But eight Joy-Cons to me just seems insane. Yeah, like, why would you even ask people to do that? Yeah, exactly. I didn't the even know you could. so regularly going to be no. Exactly. I didn't even know you could get eight Joy-Cons on a Switch. I thought it was six max. Mm. So I was very surprised by the eight players that you can have with the joy cons so yeah i think you know there's there's some fun to be had with this game mm-hmm. we had a good time when we were playing it admittedly yeah were quite drunk we were so drunk we were so drunk we were all so drunk we uh, we were just saying this before we started recording we all should have been in bed we absolutely point. should have been in bed and by we, instead point. we were screeching around your living room like taking photos of colors yeah i'm like rummaging in the fridge looking for a courgette to look you take did a win you, i did you win. got the greenest green it there. was very green and like it was fun when we were playing it mm-hmm. and maybe we played it for 20 minutes, but we played for 10 minutes and then we were like, okay, that's enough now. Yeah. So maybe if you've got people around and you're like, you know, just want something to just dot around with for a bit, I think you could have a bit of fun with this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think 25 pounds is potentially a bit too expensive for what it is, but given that it's on the Switch, it will never be any cheaper. So, Well, here's the thing, because the first game didn't review brilliantly either no and i remember that because i did the switch launch games video which you should all go and watch because mm-hmm. it's really good mm-hmm. and also doesn't have as many views as it should mm-hmm. um and in that i came away I, I think the wording i used i may have been a bit hyperbolic was mm-hmm. it's the perfect party game just because it makes you make an ass of yourself yeah and you can be drunk or you can be sober and there'll just be two of you like trying to pull your gun out fastest to shoot each other yeah. in an old western and yeah like fundamentally it may not be overly complex and it may not be particularly good but it's still like it's it's the reaction of the people around you that yeah. makes a party game fun well sometimes. we played that specifically the shooting one of one two switch for literally about an hour and a half at the christmas party because mm-hmm. everyone was just taking turns because the mini game took like literally less than a minute yeah and these ones feel like they take a lot longer because they're a lot more in depth so if you're looking for someone that's maybe 
you know, if you've got a bunch of kids, yeah. then maybe you can give this one a go and like play it for a bit longer. But I think if you're looking for something the same vibe as One Two Switch, where you pick up, you play this one mini game, and everyone can just keep playing it for ages because it's like a literally a minute long experience, mm-hmm. then maybe this one is like a bit, a bit too much. It's almost kind of they've right. kind of leaned into it too far, and they've kind of not figured out what people liked about the first game and people didn't like that much about the first game so mm-hmm. hey maybe people will enjoy it and yeah. i'm i'm willing to like give it another go and like at the next gathering we all have mm-hmm. play another vote another game of one two switch and yeah. see if people like actually enjoy it when we've not had so many drinks so many alcohols yeah yeah that might that may be the difference maker um but uh, thank you very much to nintendo Oh, yes. Sending us the code for this. And we do have to say, per ASA guidelines, this is technically classified as an ad uh, because we were gifted the code. However, there was no financial compensation Mm -mm. in exchange for the coverage. We're just talking about it as is. Uh, So thank you to Nintendo for sending us the code. Thank you, Nintendo. Wonderful. Should we go back to those two really cool people who are doing the rest of the podcast? I think we should. They sound so nice. Well, wasn't that fun? That was fun. Thanks, us. Yeah, we did such a good job there. It's time for question two now. It comes from Bartek Kubica. Bap, wow, no way. Sony's broadly working on an integrated system combining gameplay with help slash guide. I think it's a very interesting idea as long as it's, op- it's optional and it won't steal our data. Pretty please. It will. What do you think about it? Blowing a kiss, Bartek. Thank you, Bartek. Would you like me to tell you a bit more about what this patent that they've got is i would love to know more so this report is just because sony have filed a patent for something there's not like announced anything you've not missed it yeah they do companies do this all the time so there's a chance that this may never happen. yeah it may never happen um the patent describes oh this comes from gaming vault by the way the patent describes a method for real-time in-game gaming assistance that players can seek from experts should they find themselves stuck in a game as the patent describes should a situation ever arise the method will try and connect players with experts who will help them progress further or in case no said experts are available show them gameplay videos Mm. the idea here in a nutshell seems to be better integrating the exercise of looking up guides and walkthroughs while you're playing a game without having to need to switch devices to look them up sony's implemented similar ideas of late such as the ps5's game help mechanic so it would make sense to see them try and further emphasize a similar feature of course as is always the case with patents this isn't necessarily indicative of new features that sony will definitely implement in the future and may very well just be the case of company protecting its ideas for now at least whether it comes to fruition remains to be seen Mm. i saw this and immediately thought hang on wasn't this the entire point of the activity cards and help center because they made a big song and dance before the ps5 came out that you'll be able to if you're stuck on an area you'll be able to like look up guides and like it'll suggest youtube videos to you i've never used them either because i think they are bad and i don't think they're very well integrated at all no. the only time i ever see the activity cards are where it says would you like to resume the activity you're doing yeah. at the moment it's like i don't trust you i'd rather just load up the game and click continue and the activity is normally just like the mission that you're doing they are but they do also have help bits as well or they certainly did in i think maybe a couple of the launch titles mm-hmm. i have not checked back since but certainly this is what it sounds like they always wanted to do. But it seems like, and it is honestly probably my worst nightmare to ever do this, is like you almost talk directly with someone who is an expert in the this game. This is why it will be different. Which yeah. to me is like, do you do they call you up and they say, hey, hey, idiot, mm. here's how you solve the puzzle. 
Or is it like a little text feature? Because texting on a PlayStation 5 would be really annoying. Do you allow remote access to your console? Yeah. Let someone just do it, do it for, for me. You? And how many clips are going to go online of, of the experts failing? Yeah. Or and like do the deleting experts your save date? Just have like in front of them, like I did when I worked in an escape room, mm. the like, the solution. here's what you would say to someone if they asked for this question. Well, uh, this is not a new idea because mm. Nintendo did this in the 90s. They had their their helpline where mm. you could call up and mm -hmm. ask gurus for help and they would be able to provide tips and assistance. And um, they basically just employed nerds all over the country and in the United States as well uh, to, to guide players through. Obviously, the technology is far more involved now. I wouldn't... I think it's interesting that they're considering introducing this when... There's, there is always progress to be made in the realm of accessibility. Mm -hmm. But when games are more accessible than ever, at what point are you just... I mean, this I am being... I'm being dramatic here. Yeah. But at what point are you essentially just not really playing the game? Because if you are getting to a stage where you're stuck and as soon as you have any different... And again, yeah, I'm being, I'm being over the top here. Yeah. As soon as you run into any issues, you're like, right... Hello, uh, PlayStation Kev. It's me again. Yeah. I'm stuck. Can you just, can you do this bit for me? Mm -hmm. Like, it'd be a nice option to have, but is that service really necessary? Because, yeah. you know, yes, you're playing the rest of the game, but like, just maybe just watch it instead. Well, that's what I mean, because obviously like the, the the initial like thing they want to do is connect you with an expert. But if there's no one available, they'll just show you a gameplay video, which it to me, I would rather they just did that. Yeah. Like, here's a video on how to do it. And how would, like... But how would it I know just, what you're stuck on exactly? Well, exactly. How would it know? And and if it's going to use an algorithm to show you stuff, it could show you anything. Like, yeah. It could show you any old nonsense, you know? If it's like, oh, I'm looking for the final, I don't know, gold block in my Lego game. Hmm. Can you please, t like, find it for me? I can't find it anywhere. How is it going to know mm -hmm. where you are and what you need to do? I'm more like, that's picture in the, the Kotaku headlines. <laughs> of, oh, like, yeah. Uh, PlayStation 5 help center signposts six-year-old Minecraft player to like some expletives yeah. riddled video or something. Yeah. It just types up my Minecraft tutorial and it's like from 2009 when the game yeah, first came out. It's like truly hateful content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, the thing is about it is that like when you go on a walkthrough website, it all normally takes a good few minutes to even find the thing that you're specifically looking for. Mm -hmm. Like when I was playing Assassin's Creed 2, the amount of times I had to Google like, oh, where do I where do I find this specific symbol? And then you have to go between two websites where one told me what the name of that was and mm -hmm. the other one would only tell me like, the name of this symbol and then the location. Or my favorite. But I didn't know what the name of it, it was. It just takes an out of context screenshot and yeah. just goes, it's here. And like, you're like, cool, what? thanks. <laughs> Where the thanks hell's so that? Much. Where is that? Here's cobbled building. Brilliant. I'll yeah. find that by myself in this, this, this four maps of, of cobbled, cobbled buildings. buildings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be interested to see how it would work. However, I find I would feel like I would never use it if no. I had to talk to someone directly. I don't even call up my doctor. You think I'm going to call someone on, on PlayStation and I be like, can you tell Domino's. me how... <laughs> yeah. I don't want to call someone and be like, please, can you help me figure out this puzzle? I'm too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. And I don't want to type on PlayStation either because that will take me as long as it would take me to just type on my phone mm -hmm. to ask for help. Yeah. Um I don't see this becoming a an active and like No, they might just use 
aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, they may um, do. But again, like this is this was I swear this was the whole pitch behind those help cards mm. in the first place. I the would video aspect at least. That the help cards like ticked stuff off for you. They like to, this is another it's just it's busted, <laughs> Sony. Flipping fix it. This is something I've always yeah. stared jealously at over on Xbox is that the flipping achievements track how far through you are. And on PlayStation has always been, oh, I don't know. I suppose you'll get it when you get it. And then well, you'll you'll follow a guide and do them all and the trophy won't pop. And it's like, well, how many do I have? Like, mm. how close am I? I have yeah. no idea. I mean, the trophy cards do are can be quite helpful sometimes. Mm, well, sometimes. Be, sometimes. Well, it'll be like get under like 100 kills, but it would never tell you the percentage. It would just be like, you haven't done this. And I'm like, but how many do I have then? Yeah. Tell me how many. Yeah, you have to go through the in-game stats yeah. and like try and work it out if the when game playing... even, even tracks that. But Xbox does that. Yeah. Xbox allows you to see. And I swear that, again, like some games do it on PlayStation, but some don't. And I it don't know like what's going on. It must be like first party slash like launch titles. Oh, that it's so frustrating. That they've able to like integrate it a bit, bit bit better in but like how how difficult can it be if xbox can manage it why can't so <laughs> if, if, if flipping xbox could do well, it well i'm just saying they have games that aren't theirs as well so yeah, why they've been, they've been doing it this whole time and yeah. it, there's no there's no reason quite frankly it should just be standard so rather than doing this sony can you just fix the help cards sure, look, if you're gonna have car activity cards can you make them worthwhile yeah sometimes like when i see i never seek them out no but like when i was playing god of war for example I would start it up and or like I would hover over it to start it up and I could see the activity cards without wanting to. Mm. And it would say, oh, you're about like 26% of the way through this little bit. You maybe got an hour left. And it's like, that's honestly, even if I was playing on a time limit, yeah. you know, that would that would be really helpful information. But even then, if it's I knew like, when dinner was and I had this much time, I didn't figure out, can I finish this level before dinner's ready? Yeah. You know, those are useful. It's useful information. Just a bit more. I never seek it out though. No, I never look for it. I never, I never want to know it. It's just nice to have the option. Yeah, maybe we need some more options. So sort yeah. out the cards, please, PlayStation. Yeah, bloody hell. Don't bother with this nonsense. Don't I don't care about this. this. Yeah, just go on YouTube and get some like because that's yeah. what it sounds like you're going to do unless you want to talk to a, talk to PlayStation Kev and tell him that yeah, I'm bad at um, I'm being bad at Alan Wake again. And yeah, Alan Wake made me cry again. PlayStation Kev, can you come and give me a cuddle? Thanks, PlayStation. That's Kev. way beyond the remit of of PlayStation. Kev's but job. he's an expert, and he will assist me in real time in game gaming assistance. And if I'm crying because it's too scary, and I need gaming, pop on assistance. your PSVR2 headset and have yeah. a virtual hug with PlayStation. Kev. Yeah, exactly. That Perfect. would be a bit strange, wouldn't it? Would be a bit, well, a bit peculiar, maybe a bit mm, weird, weird, weird news. Weird news. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you want to submit some weird video game news to us and get a shout out here, you can do so by responding to our social media post on Facebook and Twitter during the Tuesday. Tuesday. of the week during the Tuesday of the week mm-hmm. however if you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like G.Y. Goliath Nicole Hansen Duncan Wilson Katie Garrett Ellie Nicholas Nexus Polaris Gabrielle Philippink and Blake Thomas why did you sound like a robot I just thought it'd be fun fair enough an AI-nosaur hey it was fun hey thank you I had fun did you have fun I had so much fun I wasn't talking oh about. Did you have fun? Good. Good. Let's do some weird news. I have some weird news. It was submitted by Mitch Goodall and James Matthews, which isn't in my cousin, but this guy is not my cousin. Oh, um, just it, doxing your cousin. Yeah, well, it's quite a non-regular name. I'm sure there's a few of them out there. Uh, Games Radar from Jordan Gerblick. Cool name. Mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't mind if you sleep with a druid when he's turned into a grizzly bear. Sick. And then the subtitle is, have you ever considered the joys and pleasures of sexual, sexual congress with a wild-shaped druid? Have you ever considered the sexual the, the joys and pleasures of sexual congress with a wild-shaped druid? I haven't before, but I am now. Yes. Baldur's Gate 3 developer Larian Studios absolutely won't stop you from surrendering to your desire to make love with the druid turned into a grizzly bear. Um, in its final development update before the game's August 3rd release date, Larian Studios explicitly confirmed you can shag a bear in Baldur's Gate 3, provided, of course, that you and the wild-shaped druid in question consent. Good. Yeah. Have you ever considered the joys and pleasures of sexual congress with a wild-shaped druid, said lead writer Adam Smith in one of the more surreal press releases I've ever, I've ever read? Um, because at Larian, we have, and ultimately landed on the side of giving the people what they want, tender, consensual romance with a man temporarily transformed into a grizzly bear. Let's be honest. Yeah. The way they're wording it is, you're, you're having sex with a druid who's taking the form of a bear. Yeah. It's a druid. Who's taking the form of a bear? It's but a you're, you're having sex with a druid. No. The important thing to remember here is that you're having. No, that's yeah. Not you're having happening. sex with a grizzly bear. You're having sex with a bear. Yeah. Have you ever thought about what was the wording that Have you ever thought about um, the joys and pleasures of sexual congress with a bear? With a bear. That's what. That's, that's what the this real. Is. That's the real question. You're here. not having sex with. I know you are having sex with a druid technically, but yeah. what you are physically having sex with is a bear. Yeah. Like the like a bear like yeah. a bear like an actual. That's animal. like saying, oh well, I would have sex with a dog if it was a person that was turned into a dog. No, you're having sex with a dog. You're having friend. sex with a dog. That's just you having sex with a dog. All right. It's not normal. It's not. But own it. Yeah. Just Stop don't lying be afraid. To yeah. I'm not really sure what else to say here, but the more romance options, the better, I suppose. Grizzly bears might not be my thing, but if they're your thing, you're technically a man, but and you're the technically a man, but currently a grizzly bear thing. Um, who's to say you shouldn't be able to express your love for more for one in another in the most intimate way? Language Studios itself acknowledged the news with a sly wink on Twitter. It's just a bear, picture of a bear. 
And smiling. Smiling because it's being pleasured, because, because it's a man turned into a bear. Have you ever thought about fellating a bear? Well, now you can. But it's a man turned into a bear, so it's different. You, technically, it's a man. It's actually allowed, all right? But have you ever thought about fellating a bear? <laughs> now's your chance. Baldur's Gate 3 offers ample opportunities to romance with the characters you'll grow closest with, and two relation- and no two relationships that. follow the same formula, added Smith. Emotional intimacy with one party member may slowly bud into mutual physical desire with one party member, while being a relationship a that begins with a night of post-goblin slaughtering passion could also blossom in something vulnerable and sweet given proper care. Our Baldur's Gate preview doesn't delve into bear-man relations, but it does explain why we are already in all of this impossibly detailed game. I'll be frank, it's really hard to pad out a story about grizzly grizzly bear sex, so I'll leave you with the guide to Baldur's Gate 3 races and which you should choose. Okay, I'll be frank and you'll be bear. Have sex with a bear. Confirmed, bear sex. I think they announced it during a panel, like from one of the other articles I read, they were like, we talked, they talked about it at a panel and they showed a clip of like the man and the bear mm-hmm. holding one another. That's and I'm beautiful. like, what an, an absolutely insane place to, well, not hey. even a place, but like imagine turning up to a Baldur's Gate 3 press conference and being so excited to find out. And the crowd and they, goes wild. Yeah, and they show the you news, a man shagging a bear. They have all been waiting for Finally, I, a Baldur's Gate 3 fan, can play and shag a bear. It's bear shagging. But it's legal. Time. It's fine because it's a man turned into a bear. It's not technically just a bear. It is mm. a man taking on the form of a bear, but also it is a bear. Yeah, you are still having sex with a bear. Brilliant. Yeah. That's very weird. It is weird. I've really got some weird. weird news. Yeah. This comes from Johnny Mac at Johnny Mac13 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's from Eurogamer and Ed Nightingale. Final Fantasy 16 is being adapted into a Japanese musical. Oh my gosh. Interested now? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy 16, Square Enix's latest game in the renowned series, is being adapted into a musical in Japan. The Takarazuka Review are responsible for the show, which will be, be blah, which will be performed in Tokyo in two runs from May to June and then from July to August next year. The Takarazuka Review Theatre Company is known for the fact it's is known for the fact its members are all women who play both male and female parts. Yeah. So yes, this means the deep brooding tones of Sid and Clive will be played by women in the show. I want to hear those voices. That would be amazing. Because their yeah. voices are ridiculous. I'd like to see them do an English accent. Mm. <laughs> I imagine it'll be in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I'd like to see them speak Japanese with an English accent. Oh. That oh. would be really good. Konnichiwa. Yeah. There you go. That's what it sounds like. I'm not sure what this means for Toggle, though. I'm hoping uh, for some sort of intriguing puppetry. Then he goes on to say, it's not the first time a Final Fantasy game has been adapted for the stage. Earlier this year, Final Fantasy X was performed in Japan as as a Kabuki stage play, which you can stream online. Mm. Kabuki is performed by an all-male cast, so the Final Fantasy XVI Takarazuka review is a fascinating reversal. Wow. Uh, Then he talks about sales, and you can follow uh, topics on Eurogamer if you want. Yeah, you can. Uh, the single player topic, if you'd like to follow that, you, oh, can, you can do it. Will do. Is um, there a musicals topic on Eurogamer? No, nope, well, there is not. That's all you get. Then what's the point? I, do you think it would make a good musical having played the game? Um, is there moments where you could see now would be a good place for a song? There's lots of intrigue. I would be interested to see uh, like how they would do the, the icon battles, the big monster battles oh, and stuff. Oh, ballads. It would be mm-hmm. like a, a ballad off. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I think there's a character called Baladov in the game as well. Uh, but there, there's certainly a man who like stomps around because he's really cross because his girlfriend died. So there's the, like there's revenge. Oh, there's you'd have like the romance. Like, 
sort of like her yeah. her dead body. Okay. Like singing to him, telling right. him to fight on and that. Okay. I think I'm I really want to see this. And well, I, when I watch it in Japanese, I won't understand a thing, but I'll have a great time anyway. No, no doubt it will hit the headlines again this time next year. When it comes uh, out, yeah. And then we may be able to stream it online at the Kabuki. Fingers thing. crossed for a UK tour. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have been any less sincere if you tried. What are you talking about? I'm really excited for Brilliant. it. Brilliant. It's time for the big discussion. It is big discussion time, time for the big discussion, which this week is, of course, about Xbox again. Woohoo! This comes courtesy of Discord Ray Walrus on our Patreon Discord group, thank you, which is where we went to ask for this, because this news broke yesterday. Last night. Last night at the time of recording, so there may be updates on this now, mm-hmm. uh, as, you know, we recorded this on Wednesday, so bear that in mind. Uh, what are your what are your guys' or girls' thoughts on the Activision Blizzard acquisition? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you. But first, I've got some delicious context for Please, you. Please, so I love context. This comes from VGC and Tom Ivan. On Tuesday, Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley of the United States District Court for the Northern District of California denied the F- FTC's motion for a, for, a, for oh my goodness, kill me, for a <laughs> preliminary injunction. Judge Corley's ruling concluded, Microsoft Microsoft's acquisition of Activision has been <laughs> described... so good. Thank you. I'm only one sentence in. <laughs> as the largest in tech history, it deserves scrutiny. That scrutiny has paid off. Microsoft has committed in writing, in public, and in court to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for 10 years on parity with Xbox. It made an agreement uh, with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty to Switch, and it entered several agreements to go... Uh, to, to Switch? Oh, no, that's going to make a switch explode. Maybe it'll be streaming only. Maybe. And it entered several agreements to, for the first time, bring Activision's content to several cloud gaming services. This court's responsibility in this case is narrow. It is to decide if, notwithstanding these current circumstances, the merger should be halted, perhaps even terminated, pending resolution of the FTC administrative action. For the reasons explained, the court finds the FTC has not shown a likelihood it will prevail on its claim this particular vertical merger in this specific industry may substantially lessen competition. To the contrary, the record uh, evidence... Hang on. The the record evidence points to more consumer access to Call of Duty and other Activision content. The motion from a, for a preliminary injunction is therefore denied. <sighs> I'm not done yet. We're grateful to the court for swiftly deciding in our favor, said Microsoft's head of gaming, Phil Spencer. The evidence showed the Activision Blizzard deal is good for the industry and the FTC's claims about console switching, multi-game subscription services, and cloud don't reflect the realities of the gaming market. For its part, Microsoft wants to try and push the deal through before the current merger agreement expires on the 18th of July, after which Activision Blizzard could walk away with a $3 billion termination fee if an extension isn't agreed. So they're trying to push that through. Currently... At the time of recording, the only holdout, I believe, is the CMA. Yeah. We've got news on that as well. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, has agreed to pause legal proceedings with Microsoft and Activision Blizzard with a view to reaching an agreement over the games company's proposed merger. The announcement follows the news that Microsoft has been cleared to acquire Activision Blizzard in the United States after winning its court battle with antitrust regulator the Federal Trade Commission. We stand ready to consider any proposals from Microsoft to restructure the transaction in a way that would address the concerns set out in our final report, a CMA spokesperson said. 
in order to be able to prioritize work on these proposals, Microsoft and Activision have agreed with the CMA that a stay of litigation in the UK would be in the public interest and all parties have made a joint submission to the Competition Appeal Tribunal to this effect. In its own statement, Microsoft President Brad Smith confirmed that the company had agreed with the CMA that pausing the UK litigation would be the best way to proceed. After today's court decision in the US, our focus now turns back to the UK, he said. While we ultimately disagree with the CMA's concerns, we are considering how the transaction might be modified in order to address those concerns in a way that is acceptable to the CMA. (laughs) So there we are. That is where we stand at the time of recording. Mm -hmm. It's basically through, done and dusted in America and pretty much everywhere else in the world. The lone standout is the CMA. We've discussed the CMA's issues with it before, which were basically down to cloud gaming rather than anything else. Xbox said, well, fine, maybe Microsoft just won't be in the UK anymore. Yeah, maybe Activision just won't sell there anymore. Which which was a very strange response, quite frankly. But, uh, But it sounds like in the wake of the FTC stuff, yeah. the CMA and Xbox and Microsoft and uh, sorry, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have now agreed that they will uh, try and work on a solution well, to this. According to what I've read, the this resubmission that they're doing mm. could take a good few months to go through yeah. and like get sorted. And uh, they referred to us, the UK, as a global outlier which made me feel sad. Uh, But I, you know what I think would be so funny? Like, just like the perfect icing on this cake Mm -hmm. was that if on the 18th of July, Activision Blizzard actually say, nah. Not fussed, actually. They actually don't want it very much. I'll take the three million. Three billion, sorry. Yeah. And... I'm out. I wasn't aware of this deadline. That's really interesting. Presumably, I'd, all parties will, the, will the negotiate an extension yeah, to that. But yeah, they've, they've not got a lot of road left if no, they want to get really it ahead of this. Uh, ahead of it. Does that mean that this has been going on for a year? How it must have been? done. Well, I was thinking like that. It was kind of very soon after the Activision Blizzard scandal kind of all was right. kicking off, which was like July last year. No, January last year, and then. There was like a good kind of few months where there was a bit of limbo. And then Microsoft were like, we're buying them. So it must be about a year now or just over a year since we kind of started talking about it. And then gradually it's become more and more Mm. chaotic. I remember I got tattooed and then I had the day off the next day as a recovery day Mm. and I was in bed drunk Mm -hmm. and I saw the news come in and I tweeted like oh this is a terrible thing I remember that and I haven't that would have been at the beginning of last year yeah so maybe it was I think it's so interesting and like it, it almost kind of makes it feel less like dramatic when only thing anyone's talking about is Call of Duty. Like, I know that obviously there's other games that Activision own, but the fact that all of this was like so focused on the Call of Duty game. It's just such a Goliath, isn't it? It's madness. It's it's so insane. And and it's also just a franchise that has, it's it's one of the only franchises that has managed to settle into this rhythm where they have one every single year. Yeah, I can't think of a single other game where like... Apart from sports titles. Apart from sports titles. I can't think of a single other game that like has that power, you know? Like there's no other developers that own a a game like Call of Duty, like Mm -hmm. Activision Blizzard do, where like people are saying, please don't take that off my console. It's like, still so that's relevant. That's mad, isn't it? So relevant, even even today. Like, mm. it, and, and it's been relevant since, I would say, 2007. Yeah. With, with Modern Warfare is where yeah. it really, really kicked up a gear. Um, that's nuts. That's unprecedented. And in 10 years' time, 
who knows if anyone's going to care about Call mm. of Duty? You know, we don't know what Activision Blizzard under Microsoft is going to look like nope. or how Call of Duty is going to turn out. You would hope that they would just keep it the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'll see how important that is. Another big one that they're really interested in, and I believe this was uh, shown in some of the court documents that were that were released, is that they have huge plans in the mobile space. Yeah. And acquiring Activision Blizzard that have, is King. it called King yeah. underneath? Yeah, which is your Candy Crush and all that kind of stuff. That's also worth a, a ginormous amount of money. Mm -hmm. And they will want to leverage that, particularly if they roll out some sort of mobile Game Pass offering, you know? Well, this is the thing, right? Like, when we talk about other acquisitions, and I mean, when you look at, like, you know, Sony acquiring studios and stuff, and we talked about this when we first heard about it, and I still think it is very relevant to bring up, the fact that the Activision are so powerful in the sense of mm. like they own so much stuff and so many big like huge money makers and huge titles and big like long-running franchises like call of duty there's no other like company out there other than maybe like ubisoft and ea which have that same scope in terms of like games they own companies under them money that they make from these games that's why this was always such a big issue was because of how big Activision is. And still now, like a year on from we first discussed this, I still feel the same way mm. that I, I just am so worried about this precedent that is being set. I know that realistically, it's probably not going to change that much stuff. But I just think Microsoft owning a company as big as Activision Blizzard and Activision Blizzard being so willing to sell i mean for an ex an insane amount of money mm -hmm. doesn't fill me with happiness no i i completely agree we've talked about it before as, mm -hmm. as you said like it's just putting aside my personal preference of where i like to play games yeah. and that it, in a decade's time a franchise that may not be relevant anymore might may become an exclusive to to xbox platforms you know mm. beyond all that I don't I don't want to see one of the biggest companies in the entire world buy another one of the biggest companies in the entire world Speci specifically within one mm -hmm. industry as well that doesn't um as many promises as you can make to like hey we're still going to share these we're still going to make sure that the, the games are shared around they just it just feels fundamentally wrong for yeah. a trillion dollar company to just be able to do that yeah and just buy up one of the biggest players in the industry. And before people get mad, and I know you will, because you think we hate Xbox, yeah. most of us play across platforms. Like I play a lot of Xbox games. Mm. I play on PC, I play on Switch, and I play on PlayStation. I have no like outlying loyalty to any company. This is not gonna however it's not gonna affect us day to day. It's not gonna either. affect me day to day. And that realistically like it's not gonna affect that much. But it just feels wrong. It mm. feels bad I don't like it when Sony acquires big studios. You know, there's a lot of... I saw a tweet this morning that was like, Sony acquiring so-and-so studios bad, Microsoft acquiring so-and-so studios bad. Yeah. This is a... These two things are bad and it, it feels bad. And I know that we're maybe like, we didn't talk about it when Sony acquired his, their last studio, whatever the last They're one was. They're not acquiring big boys though. No. Apart Bungie was I was going to say, Bungie huge, was their, probably like, their biggest, but... I, do, I think that it's... it's it's ultimately semantics, but I do yeah. I do feel there's a difference between buying a mega publisher and buying a developer. Oh, no, 100%. No matter, how, no matter how big the developer is and how renowned they are, 
you you can't compare Activision Blizzard purchase to buying Bungie. It's just it's not. So it's just not the same thing. Both are bad. Yeah. But I think it's very different. But one is worse. Worse than most. I would. I would hate it if. PlayStation, Sony, if Sony bought Activision Oh yeah, I'd feel this exact same way. I wouldn't want it. Why would you want that? It's like, like I say, if it's them turning around buying Ubisoft. Ubisoft have so many developers underneath them. They have so many different studios. They have so many like different things that fall under the, um, the Ubisoft umbrella. You buying them and subsequently buying all of these other things. It reminds me mm. a bit of Embracer Group in the sense that they've now bought everything and yeah. now they've they've got too much and they're just going to start selling stuff. And I don't and Microsoft they're not going to run out of money. No. There's no, they're not going to run out of money. But, However, they might run out of ability to deal with that many studios. Yeah, I was going to say they don't have one of the biggest criticisms uh whether this this is correct or not uh mm -hmm. leveled at Microsoft and their management of their it well is their management of their studios. The yeah. fact that you know Redfall was allowed to happen the way yeah. it was. The fact that uh, the Hellblade game has been in development for what nearly five, six years or yeah. something crazy like that. Now it's been ages since we, you know, since that was announced, and that's meant to be. I don't know. The scope may have gone up, to be fair, but I remember the original one was always pitched as AAA indie. Yeah. So, so this is. T it looks gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, and I don't know the ins and outs, but like on face value, if this is an indie game. What the flipping heck is going on, and why aren't Microsoft down there smashing indoors? Like, yeah. come on, what's going yeah. on? Do they just not have the? They clearly, there's there's clearly some sort of issue with the infrastructure of the management process behind mm. these studios, and now they're adding, the the web's getting way more complicated. Yeah. So unless Activision Blizzard essentially remains a fully autonomous thing that is yeah. just owned by Microsoft, then. I don't know what this means in terms of managing studios. No. If that is indeed an issue currently, yeah. that's not going to get any better like now. Like we said, we it? talked about how right now, you I don't really feel like you can trust Microsoft to manage the studios. The last six months that they've had, I mean, maybe the last year, like we were talking about after Redfall was released, after Phil Spencer did that interview with... Kind of funny. Kind of funny. Yeah. Um, like, you've... We d I don't trust them right now. I don't, they don't have the best track record for the last 12 months. The The stuff they've been putting out has not been hitting in the same way that they, it should be. Mm. And again, not to... What was it that, that Peter said uh, yesterday on a video we filmed? Bum off? Not to bum not off. Not to bum off, no, which to... apparently means to suck up to Sony. Yeah, it sounds way worse than it is, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the games that they've been bringing out, a lot of their first-party games, mm. have done really well because they have a much smaller web of games not i mean admittedly still huge a much smaller web of developers a much smaller web of publishers and it almost feels like they can spend more time and more effort on these games so mm -hmm. yeah i i don't i don't feel good about it i'm happy that maybe it's over soon yeah that is something and we to can celebrate finally it's start to see how that's going to actually change. We'll not have to hear about this anymore, hopefully. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We've got the CMA to go first. Yeah. Um, it's, let's, now, I think we're we're all in agreement here at this table, you, Billy and I. <laughs> yes. That uh, huge, huge mega corporation buying huge entity is bad. Mm -hmm. In terms of how it affects day-to-day -day Xbox players, there are benefits to this. Oh yeah, and definitely. that's that's going to be that's going to be nice. You yeah. know, when Call of Duty eventually does go on game and goes Pass. on Game Pass day one, and yeah. everyone gets it for essentially free. I know it's not free, but and then a lot of other Activision titles that they've got. Maybe mm -hmm. when they release the next Spyro game, 
they, that's going to go on Game Pass day one. And I ask PlayStation folks, we're not going to get to play it. No, they aren't. And they suck at PlayStation suck folks. Suck at PlayStation folks. I, I do wonder if... Couldn't be me. Maybe, no, no, <laughs> not at all. I do wonder if maybe, much like Sony are trying to learn uh, from Bungie about how to make a live service game mm. work, uh, I wonder if Xbox could take some cues from how Call of Duty is managed. Well, because I don't really of, want that either. Well, no, I'm... <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. Just in terms of having, because they've got all these studios and feels like we've been talking, the the, the entire world has been talking since the inception of, of uh, Game Pass where it's like, okay, well, if they get their ducks in a row, mm. they could feasibly have a AAA exclusive every three months. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. If they manage to line it up right, it would require immense management that we have, quite frankly, not seen mm -hmm. so far. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty, without fail, releases every November in at least a highly polished state. Yeah. It's not, you know, they're not all as good as each other. No. But they rarely have, like, disastrous bugs. They're, they're always, like, one of the best-looking games visually mm -hmm. each year. Mm -hmm. And it's because they have this three-year development cycle and they have set teams working on each, each one. And yeah. then it's their turn every three years. Could they examine and maybe get the people who are overseeing that internally at Activision Blizzard to potentially maybe, you know, have a Zoom call with someone who's looking after Obsidian mm -hmm. or something? You know, just 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 get some sort of structure in place. Get Making games is really complicated and so hard, and I get that. And there have been so many complications with COVID over the past few years and remote working, but you know what hasn't faltered? Call of Duty. Yeah. Every single year, it is there. Yeah. And whether it's under pain of death by working these developers you know, to the bone, mm -hmm. which we have heard is quite likely, or or not which is unlikely yeah. there's got to be something that can be learned especially if you're buying them there's got to be some sort of practice that can be applied to yeah. elsewhere in your business yeah and that would only be a good thing for everyone who's on well, game pass maybe, and has an xbox maybe we'll eat our words maybe you I know love to eat in a year's words. time I would love that. we'll look back we'll say right activision was acquired by microsoft a year ago how how is it going and mm. we'll say it's going so well what what idiots we were to yeah. be so negative I think, about it. I think it's okay to have have an issue with the practice of buying yeah. huge entities. However, in practice, in terms of what it means to 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 you and I playing yeah. games day to day, it could only be beneficial. It that could genuinely be exactly. The case. It's it's and, okay to be excited about it, but yeah. also have that underlying feeling of. Because that's really the world this. we live in. Yeah. Well, because yeah. it's impossible to live a truly altruistic, yes, you know, exactly. lifestyle. Because everything is 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 sort of draped in a in a veneer of horribleness. Yeah. Even if you can't see it on the surface. Like, and that's and the joy of being a human. That's <laughs> the joy of being a human being alive in 2023. Yeah. Just because we're criticizing the business practice doesn't mean that we can't be excited for the end result on yeah. a, on a base level of like playing games on Xbox. That could be good. If yeah. you're playing games on other platforms, it sounds like you're going to be catered to for at least a decade, at which point, who even knows what the games industry is going to look like because we don't know who the major players will be. We do not know whether there'll be physical consoles anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it'll all be subscription-based stuff. Who flipping knows? So you've got 10 years to come to... If you're really upset by this yeah. because you feel like games are being taken away from you, not necessarily because you think that a trillion-dollar company buying a $69 billion company is a bad <laughs> thing, then you've got 10 years to come to terms with that. And you've got 10 years to just enjoy things as they yeah. are in the status quo. Yes, exactly. And that's okay. I have one final point that I'd like to talk about. Yes. Because 
Sony were fighting this tooth and nail. Yeah, they really they were. were the UK CMA of the game scene in this whole scenario. I think Jim Ryan was quoted at some point saying, it's my mission to stop this. Yeah. Or sort of, I will die before you buy Activision Blizzard. <laughs> he's actually dead. He he's been killed off. They killed him. He's uh, dead now. That's where we R.I.P. that guy. Jim Ryan. He's from Newcastle. Did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, yeah. that's great fun, isn't it? Uh, anyway, so I wonder, and I'm worried, that there might be some sort of retaliatory gonna be acquisition response mm. because they so publicly fought this is I would not be surprised if there's some kind of... Pl- I don't think they're going to go for a mega publisher. I don't know that they would go for an EA. They've not got the money. Well, they don't have the money for that. But I wonder if there's some sort of like, right, well, if they've done that, then... they Because they clearly felt very threatened by this. And they clearly still oh, do. And it wasn't, it wasn't public blustering. Like, they really did feel extremely threatened by this move. So... It stands to reason that there's a plan B. Who do you reckon they'll get? I don't know. It could be Square Enix. Sega have recently said they're not open to acquisitions. It could be Ubisoft. But then again, you're 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 setting yourself up with the same problem. Do you want to buy, especially in Ubisoft's situation, who are, who are not in great shape at mm-hmm. the moment, do you want to buy a headache just for the sake of owning a headache? And also, like, if you buy a headache, so, or if you buy one of these companies... It obviously won't probably have the same scrutiny as Microsoft, but I imagine having had this whole situation go through, Mm. there would be a lot more discussion with them whether they will do what Microsoft have promised to do Mm. and said, will you keep these games on Xbox consoles for 10 years? And if you say no, then I'm afraid, like, we can't just let you do this as, like, a retaliatory thing. I think, if anything, it's only to be the bigger person. And if they do acquire another studio as, you know, in a retaliatory sense, and they do, I, they won't buy Ubisoft, but if they do buy Ubisoft or if they buy Annapurna or they buy, you know, one of the smaller studios, mm-hmm. if they buy the Embracer Group. Oh uh, God, <laughs> then, can you imagine? Jesus. They'd just sell it off for scrap. Yeah, they would. Um, if they do that, they I feel like they would have to be faced with the same scrutiny that Activision has by mm. every, all of these bodies. And I do feel like that they would have to show some form of like well we're actually we're not going to put a limit on it mm. we're actually going to say that these games can always go on xbox consoles as yeah. long as you know fair, you have they a did console. say that with bungie yeah they, they did they did say you know we're not we're not getting any exclusives out of this but you know they'd have to i think they'd have to make a point they'd have to be really petty about it they really would yeah i, I just i just i can see this happening i can see it happening because well. why why would you why would you yell and scream like that and then just yeah. and then just sit down quietly yeah there's they've got to have something in the works and i'm trying to think if there are actually really many big because i don't i don't personally think they'll buy a publisher but they could buy another big developer mm. just as a as a well if you're allowed to do that then we're allowed to do this and those games are exclusive yeah so because you went through the courts and you said that we could have it for 10 years yeah. and we didn't so we're going to keep it all to ourselves i what kind of what kind of developer though well, like I, I was just thinking who are the big developers that are not owned, owned by anymore? someone remedy yeah remedy remedy is one that i can think is of. rockstar owned by anyone uh two K. yeah they're take two i think right yeah i, I confuse take two and 2k all the time i think they're take two. uh was it gearbox are owned by embracer group gearbox are owned like obsidian owned by yeah. bethesda but owned by microsoft yeah. you've got um uh flipping what they called Oops. I'm trying to think of the Mass Effect developers. My brain is, is Ooh, gone. I don't know. Dragon Age. What, what, come on. You know who we're it's, talking about. Oh, God. It's the, why who can't I think of it? Who are they? 
They're owned by EA now, is my point. But like, yeah. but like they they would be <laughs> Who like. Who are they? They just don't exist. Oh, Bioware. 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 My Very brain. Good. No, what's, I also, that's one of my favorite game series. I can't even think of the name it of them. It also left my brain. Yeah, Bioware Valve, is They're exactly, not going to own Valve. But no, they're, they're absolutely not going to own Valve. Uh, yeah, it's like, who's who's left? Who's left? So I suppose what we should, how we should leave this is is not asking you, who do you think they should buy? Yeah. Or who do you want them to buy? Yeah. But who do you think they might, if they go if they go in with a retaliatory petty move and just go, well, we're going to buy something now. Who do you think they'll get? Who do you think who, they'll go for? Who, who would be their target, do you reckon? Um, I am so excited that this is nearly done. Mm-hmm. The FTC stuff. Me too. We'll talk about it again when, because it, it's, it's, it's it's a formality now, isn't it? Really, they'll work it out with the CMA. It'll go through. They'll do like a little press conference live stream, and they'll they'll no doubt Xbox has already got a roadmap of what they plan to do. Yeah, especially in regards to Game Pass with Activision Blizzard titles. Mm-hmm. They'll 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 have their little victory celebration. They'll have a stream. They'll show what they're gonna do, and then we can all just breathe. Yeah, and we can move on until and PlayStation in, in ten years buys time. Remedy or something. <laughs> yeah, in ten years time, we'll all say. Wow, what a waste of time that was. Do you was. remember when we spent a year following that circus? Yeah, do you remember when Activision Blizzard was a thing? Now we all just have games built into our brains. Yeah, I'm going to be dead in 10 years, so I don't even <laughs> care. I'm going to get my mileage out of Call of Duty for nine years and then I'm gone. Yeah, that's it. Fantastic. Well, I think we've talked about that in quite enough detail. Yes. Thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody. We really appreciate you. Ashton's going to tell us a few places on the internet where you can find us. I am youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump for our video and live stream content. When we are live streaming on those, we're modded by Trailing Badger, Mr. Black and Lord Brotovich. If you'd like a free Twitch sub, you can get one with Amazon Prime for no extra cost. And if you give it to us, we get a little bit of money and Jeff doesn't get any more. Um, If you would like to keep up to date with our video and live stream announcements and video content, we're going to do triple jump, no, twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump to catch up on any ticks and talks tiktok.com forward slash at team triple jump and on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for all kinds of different things different uh, early worst games ever more content potentially coming in the future and after dark every other week um if you want to go on our website, triplej.mup, that's triplej.mp, spells jump, it's very clever. And if you want to join Discord, triplej.mup forward slash Discord, chat with our wonderful community. Um, they also have this tab where, you know, like Wordle and stuff? Yeah. They have a bunch of like game ones Ooh. and film ones. And I'm a bit obsessed with it. Every day I go in and I check what everyone's got and I don't post my things because I barely ever get it okay. very well. So I don't post mine because I don't want to be embarrassed. Right. But People on there are really good at that. So if you like Wordle, there's game ones on there. Yeah, um, if you want to listen to podcasts in its audio form, like triplejeff.mup forward slash podcast. And to catch up on any of our live stream vods, triplejeff.mup forward slash vods. To book any, us two, Peter Austin or James Jenkins on Cameo, triplejeff.mup forward slash Cameo. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch like those, like this, you can go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop for the latest merch announcements. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. Why not follow uh, Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. 
on Twitch. They're all on Twitch. They're all on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. Weirdest Games is monthly, a week early for patrons. The After Dark podcast is exclusive for patrons fortnightly on a Monday. We do the podcast every Saturday. We do shows all the flipping time. Come check them out. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really, really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Few things to talk about before we go. Firstly, I would like to say that uh, when you see this podcast next week, it may be unrecognizable. <laughs> We've got some stuff happening. We've got some stuff happening. It's really exciting. If you've Keep listened the to the end of this podcast, and I know a lot of people will probably click off by the time that we start mm -hmm. running down. So, you know, it's fine. But this is an exclusive for you next week. There's um, there's some stuff going on across all of our platforms, and yeah. you may want to keep an eye out for it. It's very keep exciting. Keep a little looky, looky, looky. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, all this week is the weirdest games ever week. It's WWE Crush Hour, mm. or as I would like to call it, WWE Goblin Hour. Goblin and you'll hour. find out why if you watch the video that's coming out tomorrow at time of release. Yeah. Also, already um, out on the channel, big old video. Yes. The 300 worst games of 1990 to 2020. This is a compilation video of all of our uh, 10 worst games of X year mm -hmm. uh, lists between 1990 and 2020. It's seven hours long. Oh People, my God. Yeah, that's all of them. Wow. People flipping love those videos. They're by far our most... Our, our best watched list videos consistently, at mm -hmm. least um, in terms of being in a series. So we thought, let's put it in one easy to consume video. So stick that on with some background noise, turn off ad block and help us out. We'd yeah. really appreciate Thanks it. So much. Great falling asleep content. Yes. And and if people are in the, the, the comments going, oh man, I thought this was a brand new seven hour video. Kindly remind them that the Seven hour videos don't exist without compilation formats because that's crazy. Who would write a seven hour video? Not us. Who would do that? Maybe us. us one day. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? I may have spoken too soon. Yeah. We've done list um, ranked videos ranked every two hours. Activision Blizzard game. Yeah. Of all time ever. We've ranked every worst game, but ten for each year for the last thirty years. So that's seven hours long. Mm. We have written that, but it is a compilation video. Anyway, go watch anyway, it. Anyway, just go watch it. Please go and watch it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much again for watching. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's just enough time to hear from this week's sponsor again, which of course is to celebrate the release of Exo Primal. The beloved BBC documentary is making a comeback presented by Kenneth Branachiosaurus and returning to screens on Saturday nights at 5.30pm. It is Walking with AI Masaurus. All right, everybody, look after yourselves. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 